0: what's up everyone welcome back to another episode of sports chat with yours truly dj i hope you guys are having a great day out there i'm not doing too bad i definitely was debating whether or not i wanted to come on here and do a podcast not that i didn't want to but um It's like, man, what am I going to talk about? Because these games this past week, you know, had a little bit of controversy to them, I guess you can say. But not as much as where I thought that I would need to sit and take notes and, you know, talk about something. so I did compile something together and I definitely may not be long before you today. At least I hope not to be just because I got some other things to do. But anyway, I hope everyone is doing pretty good out there Here in the East Coast in Baltimore uh, We thought that we were going to get a little snow, rain, sleep mixture Which I think we may have did get, I don't know But um, I know last night I had uh, notifications going off From the news stations that, you know, I have on my phone The different news stations here in Baltimore And Fox and WBAO TV 11 here in Baltimore um, Just sent... Notifications, you know, saying all these schools were two hours late, so I'm like, it must supposed to be a little bit bad. And then I'm like, okay, let me see if my job is gonna kind of delay things, to which they did. So I got a little bit of extra sleep. I usually get up around five a.m., but didn't have to get up today until about ten thirty. So <laughs> that was really really good. Um, but very easy day. Not that it's a hard day at work, but very easy day at work and worked a couple of hours and then left and uh came on home i do my daily nap <laughs> before i do podcasts even on days that i don't do podcasts uh, i do naps and um or i take naps and it just helps me to feel refreshed you know help the um seem as though clear my mind or whatever like yesterday i don't i don't really know what was going on i was going to do this podcast yesterday and then um my wife had asked like are you gonna do your podcast and i was like no nah, i'm just you know i said i don't really feel like doing it I, I don't know why those um feelings or whatever come over me at times to where i may feel like doing it and may not feel like doing it. i will say those that are out there in the podcast world um that it maybe just starting even though I will be two years in, a couple days from now. um, Just saying to you guys that if you don't feel like doing an episode, you know, don't do it. Like, don't force content out. It may not be your best. And, you know, just come back. I mean, you always have time to come back and put together your best episode or whatever you're talking about. You know, and just, just do things like that. Don't force yourself to push something out and it's not even just like oh i ain't getting paid for so i do it's not really even that because money isn't always a great motivator um but it's if you don't feel like doing it just don't (laughs) you know don't do it don't don't put yourself under pressure uh to put something out and your heart isn't it is and sometimes when i started a podcast and i was just like i don't feel like doing this i don't know why i just uh, i'll get back to it later on or the next day and i just needed to take that little break and um we'll come back the next day and just be like all right i got all my notes i'm ready to go bam so yeah so if you out there trying to you know force yourself to get things out um just don't do it it's fine you can definitely miss uh, day or so, you know, but just make sure that you kind of stay on track and don't allow it to um, Push you away, you know, or just stop it altogether. So that's just my two minute spill um, But yeah, episode number 144. We are currently at And um, we had some games this past week in the NFL. Of course, it was the Super Wild Card Weekend, as they coined it to be. And we had some very interesting games, should I say. Um, And I guess, you know, we um, didn't expect it to go exactly how it went because we thought it was going to be some competition, right? Some type of competition, I would say. know a lot of these games he was like man i mean why are these other teams even showing up if they're not going to play um but uh all of my picks were right except for one team um that was the arizona cardinals at the um rams i thought the cardinals were going to put up some i thought they were going to put up more of a fight than they did Uh, but unfortunately they did not. And I had to get up a little earlier the next day for work. So I actually just went to sleep and that game was a blowout. I think when I went to sleep, it probably was 28 to nothing or something like that. So I'm just like, this is wasting my time. So (laughs) I did go to sleep on that. Um, But I'm going to be covering those very briefly In a couple of minutes But I'm going to go over some news Some current news right now in the NFL I didn't really find a whole lot of interesting information That I would want to report on Um, But I do have a couple of things here Um, I do know that I did I didn't read this article But I do remember seeing something to Uh, The effect of Jim Harbaugh Would entertain Any type of um, What's the word I'm looking for If the Las Vegas Raiders Are interested in making him Their new head coach uh, He did say or per I don't want to say he said it but I guess per his camp They said that he is Actually interested In or would be interested. Um, and I would like to see Jim Hallball back. I know a lot of I would say a lot of people, some people don't like um or whatever the case may be, but just the way that he came into San Francisco, what was that back in twenty I don't know, was it eleven or something? I can't even remember. Um, the way he came and just changed the culture of the San Francisco 49ers and just made them contenders like after one year. And then we know the Hall the the hardball bowl and you know him coaching against his brother which he really has not done significantly well but just his ability to do that in the very next year after the ravens won that super bowl very next year they were in the nfc championship game again and then it was you know whatever going on in the locker room pretty much people turned their backs on him and then he was out so i think he had a decently long enough i think he may have been gone since about 2014-15, I think it was. So I think he's been gone a decent amount of time to where he um, should return to the NFL. So I would like to see what they do, especially if the Raiders do offer him or or extend him an offer. Um, I would definitely like to see what they do there. Um, we know the talent that the Raiders have there, you know, on the offensive side of the ball in their car. Um And, you know, the the receivers, you know, Renfro that they have there, Edwards they have there, Um, of course, Jacobs, the running back that they have there, Henry Ruggs, who they did have there, but we know what's going on with him. Um, They picked up Deshaun Jackson there. So I would like to see what Harbaugh would do with that um, roster and what changes he would make and, you know, how much uh, more – aggressive the defense would become of course we know Ngakwe and Crosby were really really good you know pretty much Crosby was one of the top or if not the top um defensive end with regards in pressuring the quarterback like I think he had over 80 some odd pressures so I would just like to see what they do especially in that division against one Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and then you got the Broncos who was really one And a quarterback, honestly, away from that Probably being one of the most exciting divisions in football So, hopefully they pretty much draft up a contract and can extend him a contract extend a contract to him should I say that he's interested in so I'll definitely be keeping you guys up to date on that of course I'll be keeping you up to date on all Ravens information uh, and news and whatnot Uh, I haven't read anything recently with the Baltimore Ravens I know they are still in talks with one Bradley Bozeman the center and I was one that said they should resign him, which I know a lot of people uh, say they should resign him as well. But we also have to look, which I didn't think about that, but you got to look at his complete body of work. This past season, he worked really well at the center position, which was a position that he played in college. But we know um, before that he played other positions as well, which I don't think he fared as well. So they're probably trying to look at his – Full performance over the years That he's been with the Ravens And coming up with a More um Basically coming up with a number That makes sense You know That they would be willing to pay him Especially with the Ravens Not having a lot of cap room space And you know I think they still Have a decent amount of Dead money Dead money basically Is money that they pay paying the players That are not on their roster You know At all So I believe Um what's his name that was there um goodness i'm forgetting his name but you guys know who i'm talking about the safety that was with the seattle seahawks earl thomas he um has some dead money i believe that the ravens are still paying him and i don't know if he filed a grievance against the i don't know what's going on there i would have to dig into that more and i'll talk to you guys about it but yeah, the Ravens have a lot of decisions to make uh, this season and who they would let go, you know, their defensive line. Some people there, they may let go, um, who they should extend, um, whether or not they should bring certain players back or whatever they should do. But it is, it's going to be pretty tough because they, you know, have to address certain positions and certain positions may be a little thin. So it's like, you know, Would you offer this player a contract That may not be Worth Well I want to say not worth it But offer certain players a contract Just to have Um Depth at certain positions Especially given over the years You know certain positions that were marred By injuries So you just got to address all of that And I'll be diving into that Hopefully soon I will take a little break off I, I usually Um Take a little break off to give my mind A, a rest um, So I will do that And I'm still thinking of trying to Do my um, Interview podcast sideline Convo with DJ I have to figure out a couple of people that I want to Interview and I'll have to You know put that up I'm still thinking about making that An official podcast and what I mean by That is putting it on my Podcast hosting site which I use Now and it's Buzzsprout um, no, I don't get paid for promoting them, but it's a very great site <laughs> where if you are thinking about starting the podcast, um, you can use them or if you don't want to pay anything, which I do pay them. Um, and I know my uncle had asked me one time, like, well, what are you actually paying for? And I had to think for a second, like, uh, cause I know I'm probably not taking full advantage of everything that's offered there. Um, with regards to, you know, being able to do different marketing opportunities within your podcast and can generate some type of income, but maybe because I'm not really too worried about that right now. I just didn't really pay that any mind, but I pay $25 a month and I just have countless hours of, you know, countless hours that I can use to record podcasts, which I may drop down soon because I don't eat, I don't use all of those hours at all. So um, it's a great Website, you can check it out. Um, They do give you your own podcast website and all of that. You know, they got a lot of stuff that you uh, can benefit from on there. So, keep you guys up to date on that. But in the meantime, let me go to this NFL news. As I said before, I kind of went on a tangent there a little bit. Uh, Randall Cobb for the Packers, Packers wide receiver. Of course, we know that he was there years ago. He left. I think maybe due to injury or something. So he was gone for a couple of years, and then they got him in a trade this past offseason. So he will be returning for the game this Sunday, I believe, against the – let me check and make sure. Randall Cobb and company will be playing the San Francisco 49ers. So he should be back for that game game um however a wide receiver mbs or marquez that would ask scantley scantling i'm sorry for the packers he is listed as doubtful after entering his back in the season finale against the lions who the packers actually lost to in the season finale um so he may not be playing in the game which will be a huge blow to the Packers I think because they are already kind of thin at wide receiver let's just be honest I know Lazard can show up and make plays and Tungin, the tight end and whoever else they have on wide receiver other than um Devontae Adams but they you know gonna need all the help that they can get um, and I think the Packers had the most uh, pressure on themselves in this offseason, I'm oh, sorry, in this postseason uh, because of them making it to two consecutive NFC championship games and losing, so I think that they have to win, I think that they have to go to the Super Bowl and win. Uh, reaching the Super Bowl won't be as great as a accomplishment, I think the bigger accomplishment would be them winning the Super Bowl, of course we know they are what 12 years or so removed from the Super Bowl uh, last they faced the Steelers in the 2010 Super Bowl if I'm not mistaken and since then you know they have been getting in position you know to um return to the Super Bowl but it's just been a different practice team in a postseason and last year we know they fell short to the Buccaneers so Hopefully they can make some noise this year because they definitely will need to. Also sticking with the Packers. Uh the Packers need to make some roster spots available for the possible returns of Whitney Merciless and Zadarius Smith. They've been out on injury. So they are trying to make a comeback, but they'll need to clear some roster spots for them to do so. So Packers got a lot going on, a lot they need to address and um they only have a couple of days to do so Because we have Thursday And their game is Saturday night <laughs> Our last bit of NFL news Bengals, Trey Hendrickson He suffered a concussion in their game Against the Las Vegas Raiders um, he did pass the concussion protocol earlier this uh, week, if I'm not mistaken, it was, and he will be playing this coming Saturday at 4:30 against the number one seed in the Tennessee Titans. Um, he has definitely been paying dividends. I think he signed a $60 million contract with the Bengals, um, and he has had, you know, double-digit sacks. I think about 14, 15 sacks this year. So, hopefully, he. Uh, continues well really not because that's in my division so but no in all seriousness hopefully he continues his success with the Bengals and um, they look like their their money is paying off thus far so hopefully they are able to come or he is able to continue to play the way that he is playing now on to these playoff games First game on Saturday, of course, was the Raiders at the Bengals. Of course, we know that this was Dirk Carr's debut. Uh, last time he was supposed to have played in the playoffs, he had got injured, broke his leg, and then I think one Brock Osweiler, if I'm not mistaken, took his position, um, took his place. I'm sorry. Um, I could be completely wrong, but I do remember he got injured. And I think they were playing New England, but anyway, they got curb-stumped and, you know, they didn't go anywhere and once again in this game they didn't get curve something but it took them some time to get the ball rolling because the Bengals and company were just rolling Joe Burrow was rolling um Jamar Chase was rolling I was surprised that they kept leaving Jamar Chase on an island out there um it's it's just it was just wild to me that they did that um and that's why Jamar Chase pretty much ate him up 116 yards on nine receptions. He got 12 targets on the day. Um, and Boyd and Higgins actually combined for nine targets, and they had about 36 yards combined between the two and the touchdown for Tyler Boyd. But, uh, other than that, it was a pretty close game. Um, it looks as if the Bengals at half led twenty to thirteen. So it was a pretty close game and it came down to that last second um, interception that was made by the Bengals, Jermaine Pratt, uh, that sealed the deal. I remember I was sitting over at my dad's house. He's like, The the Raiders are gonna win this game? I said, No, nah, I don't think they I just didn't think so. I didn't think that the Raiders was gonna win the game and they didn't win the game. Um of course, that was seal the deal for the Cincinnati Bengals. It will be 31 years that they would wait to get their first playoff win. Of course, they've went to the playoffs in years past under Marvin Lewis, but they were never able to get past that first round. Uh, so I guess one Zach Taylor was able to do that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Zach Taylor. Not anything is wrong with him. I just... I don't know. I just see all these coaches being fired and I just didn't understand why Zach Taylor still had his job um, when he had six wins and I think he had he probably had 16 to 20 losses. So I didn't even understand how he still had his job. Um, but anyway, Joe Barrow looks promising. He looks like he's that quarterback for the Bengals for the future. And I don't know about a decade of decadence or dominance or whatever I heard when I was listening to the uh, CBS radio here in Baltimore but I can say he will definitely be a problem down the stretch for the Baltimore Ravens especially when you have him him and Chase playing it's going to be hard but CJ Uzumo I mean he had a pretty good game as well Mixon had a decent game not great running the ball 2.8 yards he He averaged on the ground Uh, But other than that Bengals played a pretty decently Solid game Um, They were only able to score six points In the second half But um, other than that they And that was pretty much Field goals But um, I thought they looked pretty pretty decent As I just said with the Las Vegas Raiders They got a lot going on there Of course they had a lot of up and downs this season But their ability or should i say yeah their ability to make it to the playoffs i think was a big big um what's the word i'm looking for y'all uh their ability to make it to the playoffs was a big big accomplishment for them so i will give them that but I was looking at the stats and I'm like man I didn't know Dirk Carr threw that ball 54 times they ran the ball 14 times and I don't know if they just gave up the run because Jacobs only had 13 touches um, in the game itself 13 touches he had 83 yards and had 6.4 yards a carry so it looks as if they gave up on a run and just felt as though they just had to throw the ball and I mean, crazy, right? Darren Waller, 76 yards. He had 12 targets, dropped five of them. Hunter Renthrow dropped three of his. He had 11 targets. He caught eight for 58 yards. I mean, they just wasn't doing too much of anything um, on the offensive side of the ball. And um, if the Las Vegas Raiders would have, which they were driving, they were right down there, pretty much almost seemed like on the goal line. Um, if they could have, uh, if Derek Carr could have made a better play, um, and I can't really take you through it because that was days ago. And I honestly just only remember the interception. <laughs> um, but if he could have found someone else on that play or whatever the case may be, we could be talking a different story. The Bengals would be waiting again to get their first playoff point And we'll be talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Um, going to the Tennessee Titans So anyway, congratulations to the Bengals A lot of people are riding this Bengal train And thinking that they will go to the AFC Championship game But I'm not on that train No offense in not being salty or nothing You know I'm an avid Ravens fan but And I will give respect where respect is due But you know, I just don't think that they're quite ready just yet the night game for saturday was the bills and the patriots this is really just no contest whatsoever i don't really even know why the patriots showed up to play because they definitely um didn't appear as if they wanted to be there Um, the temperatures were frigid it was cold but josh allen and those bills were absolutely on fire i mean they just played an awesome 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 game of course this was mac jones first uh crack at the playoffs it's his first year and he definitely played the best out of all of the rookie quarterbacks this year uh you definitely have to give him his due over 3,800 yards at offense. That's 13th in the league. 22 touchdowns. That's tied for 14th in the league um, and 13 interceptions. So not as great of a touchdown interception ratio, but for a rookie, he played really, really, really good. Josh Allen just, you know, just just played awesome. This was the largest loss by the Patriots in the Bill Belichick era since he actually became the head coach of the New England Patriots. Uh, Excuse me that last lopsided loss like this was against my Baltimore Ravens I remember this in 2010 when the Ravens defeated the Patriots in a wild card game 34-33 the 14 I remember Ray Rice running <laughs> on the first play scored and then from there it was just all downhill for the Patriots so this was the last time that they had such a lopsided win almost 12 years just about 12 years ago I'm sorry Yes, 12 years ago, right? Yeah, we're in 20. Yeah, so 12 years ago. I had to make sure that my math is right because I'm not the best in math. But yes, 12 years ago. Uh, The Bills also scored on each of their possessions, each of their seven possessions. It was the first team to ever do so. Uh, Josh Allen, 21 of 25. That's 84% completion, 308 yards, five touchdowns, 157 rating. This dude just was playing lights out. Even Devin Singletary, the running back, ran the ball pretty decent. Average 5.1 yards to Curry. He got two touchdowns as well. Uh, but I would say definitely besides Josh Allen on the receiving side of the ball, you have to give or tip your hat to one Dawson Knox. Five catches, five targets, 89 yards, two touchdowns, averaging 17 a pop. He was doing his thing. He could have had three touchdowns. Um, The Bills are just doing what they should be doing, um, dominating how they should be dominating. This defense of the Bills, they're first in yards per game. They're first in passing yards per game. As far as in defending the pass, of course, and first in points, they only give up 17 points a game. And in this game, 17 points to Patriots scored and the Bengals I'm sorry the Bills scored uh 47 points so it's not a whole lot that I have to say about this like I said they played lights out Tip my hat to the Bills. This actually was the fourth coldest game in Bills history. Was seven degrees outside. It felt more like negative four. The last time it was this cold was when the Bills faced the Raiders twenty eight years ago. I believe this game was to decide the. Uh, I think going to the AFC Championship game. I think this was a divisional round game. Uh, it was zero degrees outside. It felt like negative thirty two degrees. So it didn't matter how cold it was, just know that the Bills were red hot, and they definitely are hit it, Um, uh, or definitely ready, should I say, ready to play the Kansas City Chiefs, who they did. Defeat earlier in Week Five of the season. Um, on the other hand, New England Patriots not a bad accomplishment. Ten and seven this year. Uh, Mac Jones, like I said, played pretty decent, even though in this game not so great. Um, 24-38, 232, two touchdowns, two interceptions. I'm just not all that impressed with the receiving core of the New England Patriots. Hopefully they can get a little bit more production out of them. I don't know individually how each receiver has been doing, especially the ones that they picked up, but I just wasn't all that impressed by this receiving core. Yeah, they got a lot of names, but, you know, what are they doing? You know, so... Hopefully, they can get more production out of this receiving core. And I would still say Bill Belichick is still trying to, um, should I say, he's, he's, he's still trying to, uh, make his way without the GOAT, they say, in Tom Brady. Which brings me to the third game. (laughs) Um, of this super wild card weekend which was the Bucks versus the Eagles once again wasted my time why am I sitting here watching this game why are you even in the playoffs and I'm speaking to the Philadelphia Eagles now we know that they ran their way into the playoffs why because they were running the ball really good so I will give them that but at the half the Tampa Bay Buccaneers led 17-0 at the end of the third quarter. It was 31-0. I'm like, why am I here? So they did put up 15 points, whatever. I mean, that didn't really surprise me or nothing like that. Mike Evans had a game, nine receptions. He had 10 targets. Uh, for 117 yards and a touchdown. Gronkowski, six targets. He had five receptions for just 31 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, funny thing with this team is that they have so much talent, even though they're missing Antonio Brown. um, Well, he's no longer on the team, of course, we know. They they still made amends to be up 31 points going into the fourth quarter of this game. Uh, Running the ball. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, 53 yards. He had a touchdown. Giovanni Bernard, uh, 44 yards uh, and a touchdown as well. But other than that, Brady is just a smart player. The way I was watching him play, um, just taking these, you know, checkdowns and not forcing the ball, nothing like that. Take, taking these checkdowns and taking what the defense is giving him and just allowing his players to make plays, And I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but I will give him his credit um, that is due. Only thing that I'm concerned with going forward in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers definitely is the offensive line. I know they did have a couple of injuries there on the offensive line during the game. Um, uh, Wurfs, I know that he had went down, and I forgot who else had went down in this game. Can't remember who the other offensive linemen were. Oh, jensen just popped in my head he was a former baltimore raven the center so both of them did return to the game but i don't know if it affected them once you know everything smoke cleared and game ended they could have been a little banged up so hopefully they are two key positions a right tackle and a center so a um hopefully they got some decent depth there but other than that tip my hats to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Uh, Philly you tried to do your thing Jalen Hurts I think he should still be the quarterback I think he played you know really really good he had how many touchdowns on the ground I think he had double digit touchdowns on the ground I think he had 10 touchdowns on the ground if I'm not mistaken I can't see his um well I'm looking at his stats now, but I don't feel like clicking all around to try to find it. But I believe he did have that. But other than that, um of course they still got the Heisman Trophy um Heisman Award winner, Devonta Smith there. Uh he had sixty yards. Um but other than that, I thought they did pretty decent and I just want to see what they do. Uh I would have to sit back and kinda, you know, go through their roster or really kind of go through their um, whole spill to get more information. I can't really speak too much on the Eagles. and I'm not an Eagles fan. I got a little brother that's an Eagles fan, but I'm not an Eagles fan like that, but at least for them getting this far and actually let me see something really fast. Uh, the last five games of the season, the Eagles actually went 4-1. and one. They beat the Jets, uh, Washington football team, Giants, and a Washington football team again, and they lost to the Cowboys bad. <laughs> but other than that, they made a little run, and, you know, they should not have made it <laughs> because they were they were horrible and they were losing a lot of games and stuff. But just got to tip your hat to them. They, you know, playing the hardest and the best that they could. Um, next game, I'm going to go over really quick Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers, another game that I chose correctly in the 49ers winning this game. 49ers have been playing very, very tough. They played tough in this game. That defense played really tough in this game. Uh, 14 hits for that defense, five sacks, three tackles for losses, and three pass defenses. Now, of course, the most controversial, which I didn't speak in the Bengals game, that controversy, uh, which I'm going to touch on right now really quick. In the Bengals game, of course, the controversy in that game was Joe Barrow uh, throwing a touchdown I think it was Tatala boy they can't remember who it was That caught it in the back in the end zone but uh, It was a ill Advised is what I call it or Erroneous uh, whistle um, That The officials had called And oh sorry That the, that the officials had blew uh, it was I'm trying to see I have his name Jerome Booger His ref squad Actually had I think they've been suspended For the remainder Of the postseason So they I don't know If they would co, I mean, If they would Ref any more Postseason games But for the remainder of This year They will not do so And I don't really know The ins and outs Of all of that They blew the whistle They say that the Play should have been dead Which would have Took that Touchdown Off the board Um But also, uh, it was well after the ball was out of his hand, so I don't know, and I think whoever blew the whistle, if it was ill-advised, if they meant to blow it, maybe they thought that Joe Burrow was out um, when he threw the ball, which his left foot was still in. He was, you know, kind of pressured, and he went to his right and threw the ball across his body somewhat, and his left foot, I think it was, was still in play, or his right foot was still in play. So... There was a little controversy there. I know. I talked to a coworker of mine. He was talking about how, um, I guess, in the headquarters or whatever where they would, you know, where they would pretty much go to the headquarters in um, New York, and they would ask them their perspective on certain calls and all of that and they didn't even have the audio i heard to review at least that's what i was told so that was pretty ridiculous so that's my two cents on that and this particular game of course the controversy was at the end of the game when the cowboys had ran a draw play which they were trying to set up to score and possibly win the game um, Dak Prescott gives the ball to his center, to which the center would um, uh, spot the ball. But then the referee, they say, was in the way. I, I think even the announcer was like, the referee needs to move out of the way. But he should have handed the ball to the umpire. Um, if I'm, yeah. should have handed the ball to the referee. The referee would have set the ball. You can't set your own ball. And you know, I don't know how much time is left on the clock, but. I don't think it was enough time that was left on the clock uh, for them to be able to, even if they hand the ball to the referee. I don't know. They might have could have took one more shot, but who knows? But, Anyway, in this game, Jimmy G, 16 to 25, bucks 72, an interception. Dak Prescott, 254, touchdown interception. He was sacked five times on a day, so that offensive line of the Cowboys did not come through for them on this particular day. Amari Cooper, 64 yards and a touchdown. Dalton Schultz, uh, 89 yards, no touchdowns on the day. That was actually the only offensive touchdown of the Cowboys with regards to receivers, should I say. Um, Dak Prescott also did get in the end zone On the ground, running the ball as well But they just didn't play their strongest I mean, Dak Prescott and company started out Really strong, they played a really good opening Game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers But since then, or I want to say Since that game, but since maybe the first Quarter of the season, or maybe the Second quarter or whatever, they just have Not been playing strong like that You know, they were playing confident where I'm like Man, the Cowboys, I mean, we knew that they were Going to make the playoffs, however I'm sorry, we knew that he was going to make the playoffs, but we just didn't think that they would, you know, play in the manner that they played um, down the stretch. Uh, Jimmy G, as I said, played a decent game. Um, I'm not a huge Jimmy G fan just because he just, I mean, maybe he's doing what they need him to do, just managing the game. But um, he's still not that. QB to me that I don't, I don't know if he can take them there to the promised land. Um, even though he played against the Chiefs and all that, I get that that year in twenty nineteen. But you know, some may say that he lost that game too. So I don't know, y'all. I I really don't know with Jimmy G. But Debo Samuel, of course, is the MVP of this game. Uh, he had one hundred and ten scrimmage yards, ten for seventy two, um, on the ground. Um, and three for 38 for us in receptions, three receptions and 38 yards. So he did his thing. You cannot hate on him for that whatsoever. Um, and I tip my hat to one, Jimmy G. I'm sorry, tip my hat to one, Debo Samuel. Uh, just the way that he just played a game. This dude just is, man. He's bad And I can't wait to see that game This coming Sunday Against the Green Bay Packers Uh, My last two games And I'll get out you guys' way I'm 38 minutes in this podcast Which I didn't think That I would go this long And um, I'm a little bit past my time Anyway All right, so the Steelers And the Chiefs um, Who was surprised by this outcome I don't think too many people were uh, But tip your hat to Big Ben It may be the end of the road for him probably should be but the end of the road for him Mahomes and company just came on fire in this game Mahomes 404 yards five touchdowns you even got the tight ends and Travis Kelsey throwing touchdowns when they start doing stuff like that you know the Chiefs are kind of getting back into their groove and that's pretty much what they did in this particular game Kelsey had a touchdown Hill had a touchdown Pringle had a two touchdowns and even on one of uh on that one touchdown from uh, Tyreek Hill. He's over there with the cheerleaders, with the pom-poms. I mean, they just, it was embarrassing for the Steelers. But, of course, me as being a Ravens fan and encountering some Steelers fans, you know, they were pretty salty and sad and upset about this game. But the Steelers just got curb stomped, and rolled all over and um, just really no competition at all in this particular one. Steelers would go down, of course, as we already know, forty two to twenty One and last but not least was kind of surprised in this game Rams versus the Cardinals. Uh, just a blowout win for the Rams. Um, the defense played great. Matt Stafford played great 13 to 17, 202, two touchdowns. Cam Akers, I'm sorry, he ran the ball great. Um, prayers up for Buddha Baker, he actually did. Uh, suffer a helmet to helmet injury which he was out in this game after that injury obviously but uh, since then he's been released from the hospital and he should be back in Arizona so good there um, but I went to sleep on his game as I said in the beginning of this podcast because I had to get up earlier for work so I wasn't missing anything. They lost this game. It was like 28-0. to zero. So they lost this game 34-11. All of those garbage points at the end really didn't mean too much of anything. And this goes into my last point of this podcast, a couple of things. Who do I think will run the table? I was talking to a co-worker of mine today. He's thinking that it could be a possible Bengal versus the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. I'm thinking it is going to be the Buffalo Bills probably versus Green Bay or possibly Tampa Bay, one of the two. Um, I'm not a huge believer in the Rams just yet. I don't think San Francisco is going to get past Green Bay. I just think they're going to come out and play really well. Yeah, I just think the Bills are going to run the table. I think that they are. They are just – I mean, they scored the most points this – I mean, it was only five more points than the Chiefs, but they just looked, to me, the most perfect this past week in the Super Wild Card um, games. And Allen, 315 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I'm sorry. Allen had more touchdowns than that, but he – I think he's going to just play great. Let me just say that, y'all. I think he's going to play great this coming game, this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Even though I think the Chiefs will be ready for him, their last outing was in week five, to which he did throw three touchdowns, 315 yards. Uh, Dawson Knox was a big factor in that game. So was Emmanuel Sanders in that game. Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 54 times, 272, two touchdowns, two interceptions in that week five game. So... I just think Josh Allen is on a mission. Um I just think them making it to the championship game last year to which they thought that they should have ascended to the Super Bowl. I just think that they it just remind me of that 2011 Baltimore Ravens team. Even though they was on a 4 and 0 run at the end of the season and the Ravens in that 2012 season was not uh they just came back hungry and they just was going through that competition, man, like it was nothing. And even though it took the Baltimore Ravens to beat Peyton Manning and Tom Brady to get to the Super Bowl. They did it. We know the rest of that story. So that's my prediction. And last but not least, another question that I did have uh, was uh, talking about Kyler Murray, like Kyler Murray. Um, I don't think that it should be because he is extension eligible. So I don't think it should be any question whether or not they should extend him. Um he played really good. You know, he was probably in the top 24s and yards and touchdowns and stuff like that this year. However, they're just still missing something. I don't know, maybe it's experience at coach, maybe it's some personnel or something like that, but they're still missing something. And um, it's just I guess it's just not their time And I told people weeks ago Which you probably can go and listen to my podcast For this past season And I basically said I just was not on that Arizona train It was just something about them Even the same thing with this Bengals train I'm not on this Bengals train No offense to them But I just don't think that they're ready um, So last but not least This coming weekend games The divisional matchups uh, Eight teams are left uh, Cincinnati Bengals will travel to the Tennessee Titans at 4.30. They'll be playing on CBS Live from the Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Um so that's the first game on Saturday. Then you have the night game, San Francisco going to Green Bay. The history that they have there, eight fifteen game, of course, live from Lambeau Field. Then on Sunday, you have a 3 o'clock game, the Rams going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a rematch from earlier this season. I believe the Rams got them in that game, and I think it was in L.A. Now in this one, they got to travel to Raymond James Stadium, and Tom Brady and company will be waiting for, For them, and then the last game of the weekend, I think is going to be a definite, 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 definite nail biter, and the Buffalo Bills traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs, 6.30 p.m., Buffalo Bills returning to the Kansas City Chiefs because they beat them last time in week five, as I just said, in um, Arrowhead, so we shall see how this game shall go i'll give my predictions on a different it's not going to be it's probably going to be on my yeah it's probably going to be on something i don't know but it's not going to be on here but anyway i thank you all for joining me on this 144th episode of sports chat with yours truly i thank you so so much peace out